You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Good morning. Um, my name is Pastor Jonathan. I'm a youth pastor, as Pastor Tim said. And uh, it's so great to be with you this morning on Good Friday. And it is a Good Friday. In fact, this morning, I was driving through Zarafas to get my coffee. Uh, who got a coffee this morning, right? You need to wake up. And uh, I pull up to the window, and the servant says, oh, just so you know, um, the car in front of you, they just paid for your coffee. And so it's a Good Friday, everyone. I think we should celebrate that. The Lord's favor. Come on. And, uh, you know, today on Good Friday, you know, we celebrate and we remember the death of Jesus, right? Jesus' death on the cross. And we celebrate it because of what it means, because of what it achieved, right? We know that because of the cross, it means we are redeemed, It means we're saved. It means that we are forgiven and we have access to God. Isn't that good news this morning, church? Right? And we're able to do that. We're able to sit here. It's easy for us to celebrate and cheer and have a sense of joy about today, about Good Friday. The reason is, is because we know the big picture. Right? We know the full story. We know the end. Right, we, we see the full story in the Bible. You know, we see God's story. We see Jesus' story. We know how it ends. We know it ends with resurrection, right? We know that there's victory out of the death. But I wonder at the time, you know, Jesus' disciples and Jesus' friends, they didn't have access to that. They didn't know the full story. They didn't have the big picture, And so I'm going to jump into the story of Jesus and the story of the cross as is appropriate on today of Good Fridays. And maybe you're here and you don't know the story of Jesus. And that's okay. Maybe you're visiting or you're with family or something like that. And uh, I I want to say for myself, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I hope you feel welcomed. I hope you feel connected. And I hope maybe... You know, even today you leave and you have some questions or some curiosities or or maybe, you know, you learn something or maybe you walk out a little bit different and I want to encourage you um, to this morning and even if you've been in church for a long time to keep and and heard this sermon or, you know, a Good Friday sermon a hundred times, right? I want to encourage you to keep an open mind and keep an open heart because there's more that God can speak to you about this morning. Right? There's more out of Jesus' story. And I'm going to just do a quick, I guess, summary and recap of Jesus' life. And, you know, if you know it, then that's awesome. But it's awesome to hear about Jesus' life again and again and again, isn't it? And so Jesus, right, is the Son of God. And he was in heaven and he came to earth. He was born in Bethlehem as a baby, right, just like you and I. We were babies. He, he, he went through the same things that we went through, temptations. He hungered. He thirsted. You know, he went through life. He was 100% human, but he was also 100% God. And we see his life and his ministry written in what we call the Gospels, right, which is the first four books of the New Testament in the Bible. Got the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John st- tell the story of Jesus and his ministry, And at 30, he started his ministry. He was preaching and he was teaching about the kingdom of God. He was performing miracles, seeing blind eyes see, lame people walk, even the dead raised to life. 
And he was saving people of their sins. He was saying, you are forgiven. And this started to upset the religious leaders at the time. And they were upset because Jesus was changing things. Jesus was coming in saying, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to follow these 600 plus laws, right? All you have to do is believe in me because I'm perfect. All you have to do is love God and love people. And so the religious leaders were upset and they plotted and they schemed against Jesus. And so their plan came to fruition and Jesus was brought to trial. And in fact, he was found innocent, but still he was sentenced to be crucified. And he did. He died on the cross, right? Today, that's what we're remembering. That's what we're talking about. And we believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for mankind's sin, right? To pay the price for my sin, to pay the price for your sin. Like Pastor Tim said before, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And he did that so that all could have a relationship with God. All could have access to his presence and all could receive eternal life. You know, the most, probably the most famous Bible verse, John 3.16, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus and he went through all of that pain just for you and I. That's good news this morning, church. And today we thank God for sending Jesus. And we thank Jesus for everything that he has done for us and what he did on the cross. But I wonder what the disciples were thinking. I wonder what Jesus' friends were thinking because they didn't know. They didn't know what Jesus' death actually meant, what Jesus' death actually achieved. They didn't know that it was going to raise again in three days. Even though Jesus had told them, they didn't understand. They didn't know that it was going to happen. And so I wonder what they were thinking. I wonder what emotions they were going through. I wonder what was going through their mind. The title of my message today is, It's Only Friday. It's Only Friday. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus to suffer and die on the cross for us, to pay the price for our sins. And today, Lord, we remember and we celebrate that. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to us through your word this morning, that you'd bring revelation and transformation, Lord, that we would walk out different, knowing you more, God, and loving you more. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. I can safely assume that in the room, most people have had a friend or a group of friends for longer than three years, right? I think that's a safe assumption. And when you have a group of friends for that long or a couple of friends, you get to know them really, really well, right? You get to know them intimately. And more than that, you actually enjoy hanging out with them. You know, I remember a couple years ago, um, I would constantly be trying to, you know, hang out with my friends over the school holidays and things like this. I would be spending the whole week at their house. And I just remember thinking, I never want this to end. It it was just such a great time. We're having fun. We're doing things that teenagers do. And, you know, I didn't want it to end. And we see the disciples spent three years with Jesus. 
But it wasn't just three years just on weekends or something like that, right? Like we know with our friends, but just constantly and consistently with each other. You know, the disciples were learning from Jesus. The disciples were growing with Jesus. They were traveling around the place. They were eating together. They were having conversations. They were just doing life together. And in this group of friends, and we know that in a group of friends, for the most part, there's the guy, right? The guy. And it might be the guy that brought you all together. Oh, it's the guy that's like the life of the party, right? It's the guy that's fun and brings the energy. It's the guy that leads the way and he says, oh, these are the plans. You know, the guy that makes the plans. There's always the guy. Jesus was the guy for the disciples, right? He was their leader, right? He, he was their teacher. He was the person that was guiding them along the way. And I bet the disciples were hoping that it never ended. The disciples were hoping that they could just continue walking with Jesus all the days of their life, right? But we know it didn't pan out that way in the physical sense, right? And it all changed. The night before Good Friday, they were praying in the garden while Jesus was praying and the disciples were falling asleep, um, so they shouldn't have been doing that, but... It all changed. In Matthew 26, we see verses 47. And just before this, Jesus wakes up and says, look, here comes my betrayer. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. In this moment, it all changed. In this moment, reality hit. In this moment, the disciples fled. 10 out of the 12 ran away. They hid away. Judas was one of the others and he was obviously with, he obviously was the betrayer and Peter was the other one. And Peter followed Jesus at a distance. And Peter, in fact, was the one that cut off the guy's ear with the sword. Right, and so imagine what the disciples are feeling right now. They're scared. They don't want to be arrested. They don't want to be killed, right, for being associated with Jesus, they're confused. They're thinking, why was Jesus arrested? Why was he taken away? He's done nothing wrong. And I bet they were upset, right? They were sad. They had a burden, probably. They just lost their leader, right? They just lost their rabbi, their teacher. They lost their friend. And so they, were, they ran away. And even though Peter, he followed Jesus at a distance, he then later was sitting at a campfire and someone asked him, hey, aunt, don't you know Jesus? You were hanging out with Jesus. He said, no, I don't know Jesus. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure, yeah, you're a guy that knows Jesus. You're hanging out with him. No, I don't. And asked him again and he denied again. And he denied Jesus three times. And so Peter was scared. He, he, he was fearful in this time, and the disciples were not thinking this was a good day. 
And then Jesus, right, he was brought before Pilate. And like I said before, he was actually found innocent. You know, Pilate washed his hands and said, I don't find this man guilty, but the crowd had already turned and the crowd were yelling, crucify him, crucify him. And as I'm reading these next verses, I really want us to reflect on what Jesus went through for us. Because this is the story of Good Friday, right? This is the story of today, Jesus' crucifixion, his death. And Pilate ordered him beaten and whipped. And in Matthew 27, verses 27, it says this. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out their entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it onto his head. And they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and they grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head announcing the charge against him. It read, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse. They scoffed. But can't he save himself? So he is the King of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now and we'll believe in him. He trusted God, so let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the revolutionaries were crucified with him and ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama shabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I don't know if the disciples were thinking this is a good Friday. I think the disciples were thinking this is a bad day. You know, my first point today is that Friday has problems. Friday has problems. It seemed like a bad day for the disciples. All was lost. Their leader and their friend was gone. Their Messiah the king, he was the one that was supposed to save them, that was supposed to overthrow Rome, right? He was defeated. He was dead. And the disciples were probably thinking that all hope was lost. And maybe you find yourself, and I can guarantee probably everyone in the room has had some bad Fridays, right? And maybe you find yourself in a bad Friday right now, you, you know, Things aren't going right in your life. Maybe you're struggling to pay the bills. Maybe you're struggling to find a job. Maybe your relationships are struggling in your family, in your marriage, whatever it might be. Maybe there's physical health issues. Maybe there's mental health issues. You're struggling with depression, anxiety, these kind of things. 
And maybe you're not seeing a way forward. You're thinking all hope is lost. I want you to remember today that it's only Friday. I want you to remember today that it's only Friday. Friday's got problems. Life has got problems. They're gonna, you're going to go through problems in life. It's just a fact. It's just how it is. But you've got to understand that it's only Friday. And that Friday has a purpose. Friday has a purpose. It's only Friday and Sunday's coming. Sunday is coming. But even though Sunday is coming, I think sometimes in life we expect good times all the time. You know, good time after good time after good time. Right, life after life, resurrection after resurrection. But Sunday doesn't happen without Friday. There's no Easter Sunday without Good Friday. There's no resurrection without the cross. Jesus had to die for him to be resurrected, right? And so we've got to understand that Friday has a purpose. There is a purpose to your pain. There is a purpose to your situation. There is a purpose to your circumstances. Romans 5 verses 3 to 4, a few verses earlier in what Pastor Tim read, says, and I gave the wrong translation to them, I believe, but it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. We grow on Fridays. We grow within ourselves, right? There's going to be growing pains. We know when we go to the gym, which obviously I do all the time, as you can tell. When we go to the gym, we work out and our muscles get sore and it hurts. That's because there's growing pains, right? Your muscles are destroying themselves and rebuilding themselves to be stronger, right? There's growing pains. You know, when we're growing up from a young age, you know, we're growing, our bodies are growing and there's pain associated with it. And often there's pain associated with growth. I strongly believe that our goal in life shouldn't be to cruise through. It shouldn't be to have a cruisy life. I believe that we shouldn't take the path of least resistance. That we shouldn't always be looking for the easy way out. Because more often than not, the easy way out leads to sin. The easy way out uh, is, is out of selfish ambition. Right? And so I believe that we need to sometimes go through things in order to grow, in order to come out the other side stronger, in order to realize that there is a purpose. You know, our problems, they seek to take away our hope. But remembering that there's a purpose renews our hope. Right? Remembering that we can glory in our sufferings. We can produce perseverance in our life, which produces character, which allows us to have a hope for the future. Friday has a purpose. And I want you to remember today that it's only Friday. And Friday has a promise. Friday has promise. Sunday is coming. 
Jesus, He rose again. He was resurrected. He was brought back to life. He defeated death. He defeated sin. They long, no longer have any power. They have no power over us. They have no power over your life. They have been defeated. They are gone. This is God's promise for our life. And God's promise for your life is that He has a plan for you. And it's a plan for good and not for evil. It's a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. That's God's plan for our lives. He wants what's best for us. And that's the promise that we can hold on to. And we can hold on to the promise of eternal life. That we get to live with Jesus in relationship with Him forever. And that, that's not just after death, right? That's right now. We can live with Jesus right now in this eternal life. There's a resurrection promise that dead things will be brought back to life. Maybe you're here and in your life you've got some dead things. You've got some dead dreams, dead aspirations. I'm here to say that God can bring them back to life. Maybe you're here and you've got some dead relationships. You feel like there's no way forward, there's no way to recover. You know, there's no way I can forgive that person or they can forgive me or whatever it is. And you feel like it's dead, there's no hope. I'm here to say that God can bring it back to life. There's a resurrection promise that we can hold on to of things coming back to life. And that resurrection power now lives in us. And so we're able to bring that power into other people's lives too. Because we are the vessels for what God wants to bring. God wants to bring His kingdom to earth, the heaven to earth right now. And we are the vessels in which that happens. And you need to understand that if you're a follower of Christ here, you have the power of Jesus within you. And you have that resurrection power to see dead things come back to life. We're not supposed to live stuck in Friday. Maybe you're here and your Friday's been going on for a long time. But I'm here to tell you that the week moves on. Saturday comes, then Sunday comes. There's resurrection, there's life, there's a way through. Jesus, he rose again and he went and he appeared to the disciples. And the disciples, right, they were thinking all these things. They were scared, they were worried. And I imagine if they stayed in that state, if they lived in their Friday, would we be standing here today? How effective would their life has been if they lived in their Friday and they kept taking the easy way out and they shied away from the problems and the struggles and the challenges in life? If they lived in their Friday, they wouldn't have gone on to preach the good news of Jesus to all the people, right? They did that for the rest of their lives. And did they face challenges? Yes, absolutely. Did they face struggles? For sure. But they understood it's only Friday. They understood that Sunday is coming. They understood the purpose. They understood the promise. You know, the disciples died in horrific ways. But they understood that it's only Friday that Sunday is coming, that they have eternal life found in Jesus. 
And remember, we have access to that because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. What he did for us on the cross, on this Good Friday. And we can look back and we can say it's good. And I, and I hope that circumstances in your life, even currently, you can look back and say, it was good because it grown me. There was a purpose to it. And there was a hope and a promise that I could hold on to for the future. You know, the, the day before Good Friday, the day before Jesus was crucified, before they went to the garden to pray, they were having what they called the Last Supper, which we now know as communion. And Jesus was there and is explaining what communion is. And we see in Luke 22 and 19 and 20, it says, He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. You know, in a moment, we're going to partake in communion and eat the biscuit that represents his body and the juice that represents his blood. And I want us to remember and celebrate today Jesus' death. Remember and celebrate today that even though Friday has its problems, Friday also has purpose and Friday has a promise, a promise of resurrection. And I want to speak that over your life and I want us to remember what Jesus died for, that we could have that eternal life, that we could have freedom. And we're going to do that in just a moment, but I just want to give an opportunity to some people. I want to pray for some people. And if everyone could just close your eyes and bow your heads, just out of respect and in this moment of privacy. And maybe you're here and <clears throat> you don't know the story of Jesus. You didn't know the story of Jesus. You didn't know that God loved you so much that he sent his only son to die a horrific death just for you, to pay the price for your sins, for our sins. He did that for you. And maybe you're here and you want to say yes to Jesus. You want to say, Lord, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Maybe you feel like you've been living in Fridays constantly. There's no hope. There's nothing you can hold on to. Jesus is someone that you can hold on to. He's the hope. He's the promise of that resurrection. He's the promise of an abundant life and a full life. So I want to give you that opportunity this morning to say yes to Jesus. To choose to begin a relationship with Him, to choose to follow Him. And if that's you, I'm going to just count down from three. And if that's you, I'd ask that you just raise your hand nice and high. This is a moment between you and God. No one's looking around. If that's you, if you want to say yes to Jesus, Three, two, one. You can raise your hand right now. Raise it up nice and high. 
Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you can put your hand down. Is there anyone else? Maybe Holy Spirit speaking to you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. You can put your hand down. I want us all to pray this prayer together. And if you raised your hand, I want you to believe this in your heart and confess it with your mouth and it says you'll be saved. But we as a church, we're all going to pray this together with them and celebrate and remember this moment. So repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I open up the door of my life and receive you as my Saviour and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Grow my faith and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Today, I say yes to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, church. There's something to celebrate this morning. That's what it's all about. That's what Good Friday is all about. Jesus did that so that we could enter into relationship with Him. And so it's a thing to remember and celebrate today. And that's what we're going to do in a moment with communion. We're going to take His body and His blood and we're going to remember the sacrifice that He made. And I want us to just sit in this moment and the team are going to play a song. And as they play, we're going to eat and drink together. And I'd just love to to pray for you all as well. And dear God, I thank you for everyone here. Lord, we thank you again for your sacrifice on the cross. And Lord, we pray that even though Friday has its problems, Lord, we pray that you reveal that Friday has a purpose. Lord, that you'll reveal that Friday has a promise. And God, I pray into and I speak into every situation here, Lord, that there would be a Sunday coming, that there would be a resurrection coming, Lord, that things would come back to life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat and drink together. for listening to this podcast.